Every promise has been fulfilled. All right, so let's talk farming and counting. Because when you talk about promises, you know one thing that when you go one, two, three, four, five, that's never going to change. Right? It's like an expectation that's worthy of having an expectation. You can count, and math doesn't, you know. I was going to say. just doesn't <laughs> wing out on you. It's just like, what? No matter how they want to try to change math that's right. <laughs> these days, it doesn't they really change. They can make change. it complicated, but if you just do it the way it works. And farming. If farming works the same way, you know, it's there's lots of little things to it, but it doesn't change. Like, Seed, time, harvest. Yeah. Yep. So Passover is almost two months behind us. Pentecost set to arrive Saturday evening. We'll continue through Sunday evening. We're between those two harvesting seasons right now in a period called Siferet HaOmer, the counting of the Omer. Spiritually speaking, when you're counting days or weeks, you're counting to something. And that something you're arriving at is a promise. Right? And Omer is a measure of grain, a sheaf. I think it's like half a gallon or so. There were two primary grains grown in Israel, barley and wheat. The barley ripened first and was harvested at the Feast of Pesach or Passover. The wheat took a bit longer to ripen, so they were commanded to wait, count seven weeks after Passover, before harvesting the wheat at the Feast of Shavuot or Pentecost. You think about a donut, but you have to wait seven weeks for the donut, <laughs> if you want to put it in practical terms. Is there more to this than a harvest festival? Yes. The 50 days was the time it took to travel from Egypt to Mount Sinai. So they're going from Egypt into Saudi Arabia. That's a bit of a walk. That's a hike with two million people and all their animals. The counting of the Omer is, remembers those 50 days between Passover and Egypt, the giving of the word of God on stone tablets at Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago. But there's still more. Jesus was the true Passover lamb 2,000 years ago. After his crucifixion and resurrection, he walked the roads of Israel for the first 40 days of the Omer. The next 10 days, the apostles were on their own, so to speak, counting. <clears throat> They surely did realize what was coming, but they were representing the church era and on the earth, which we're still in, on day 50, Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit and birthed the church. So it's very practical and for, for us as Christians. Just as tablets of stone were turned into the very words and laws of God at Sinai, so our hearts of stone turned to hearts of flesh as the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, came upon them in Jerusalem. There's always more to the story. At Pentecost, nothing from that year's wheat harvest could be eaten until after the wave offering was made. All right, why? I mean, there's lots of rules, but what's the purpose? Well, God established these festivals as times of divine renewal or newness. What was forbidden becomes permissible. That's the heart and soul of it. When Jesus came out of the grave, he presented to his father the first fruits wave offering of all the souls who had been locked away in Hades for, you know, 4,000 years, some of them. He opened the door into eternity with God for all mankind who had been trapped in sin and death, who were forbidden to approach God, became acceptable, permissible. What was forbidden was now permissible. Hmm. They're now part of the divine harvest. When he poured out the Holy Spirit, he enabled us to go from redeemed to empowered, from indwelt to overflowing. He's always taking us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. We're not done when we're saved, and we're not done when we're empowered. 
There was no salvation or infilling of the Holy Spirit without the cross. There's no power apart from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of striving. You can muscle up, but it ain't the same. It's so easy to doubt that God will intervene for us, but it's why we're, we're here to pray. Give us our daily bread, or the, the Hebrew in Matthew, give us our bread continually, daily. It's not about what you had or have or will have. He is among us and wants to sustain us. He wants to do that. Yeah, right. From our breath to the beating of our hearts and every single aspect of life. You don't have to wonder, if you stop breathing, it was time. Yeah. He's in charge of it. The clothes and the shoes of the Israelites didn't wear out in the 40 years of wandering the desert. They weren't made that well. That was God. Hmm. Bread appeared in the morning. Water came out of a rock for, for them to drink their fill. I don't know what has to happen for you to get it. I mean, my <laughs> goodness. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. And then Joshua, the verse I told you already, now I'm about to go the way of all the earth, you know, with all your heart and soul. And not one of the good promises Jehovah your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled, and not one has failed. Of the two million slaves that came out of Egypt with Moses, only two people. You have to carry no numbers on that one. Right. It's went the other direction. Two million to Two. Two actually got to see the promise of, of God fulfilled with their own eyes. Joshua being one of those. And walked the land two separate times, 40 years apart. Joshua and Caleb. Even Moses didn't get to go in. They both believed the promise despite the presence of giants, but couldn't go in then because the people lacked faith. They both had to wait 40 years for new generation to arrive. Hmm. As God rained down great boulders from heaven on the heads of the giants, only Joshua and Caleb could see God's promise come to pass. Salvation will get you to heaven. I believe those that died in the desert during the 40 wilderness years walked out of their graves when Jesus did. And he brought them to heaven as first fruits because he said, I forgive them as Moses interceded for them. But they didn't see the promises come to pass or the promised land here in this world. Joshua and Caleb are shadows of those who would wait and enter into his promise, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They walked and waited 40 days and 40 years, but they walked in power. Mm -hmm. Boy, did they walk in power. Can't imagine facing down giants, ever. Mm. As the apostles prayed that morning of Pentecost, awaiting what Jesus promised, they didn't know quite what to expect, only to expect an outpouring of God upon them. In an instant, the Holy Spirit fire fell on them. They began speaking in languages they did not know. That's happened to me, so I get it. That's mm-hmm. that's an unbelievable experience. Yes, it is. Uh, joy filled them, and courage and boldness soared within them. They were the first fruits. The word is bikarim, or bikarim, of his power. The bikarim, the first fruits. Now empowered to be who Jesus had prepared them to be. Can you imagine the moment? You're waiting. Well, we listened to Peter's sermon there on in Acts. And you can already tell something has changed significantly mm-hmm. about the scared guy who's, you know, in the corner hiding and the guy out in front leading 3,000 to him. So there are so many things uh, we're going to talk about today. The next we're going to come back and talk about how Pentecost is forever connected to Passover. And we're going to look at some really fascinating things that God showed me this year. 